Greetings, and welcome to the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series. Episodes are available on VHHA.com and on popular podcast hosting apps, including Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and many others. We're a member of the Public Health Podcast Network, the Virginia Audio Collective, and the Family Podcast Network. Episodes also air each Saturday at noon and Sunday at 10 a.m. on 100.5 FM, 92.7 FM, and 820 a.m. across Central Virginia, and Wednesdays at 1 p.m. on 93.9 FM in Richmond. Please send questions, comments, feedback, or guest suggestions to pcfpodcast at vhha.com. That's pcfpodcast at vhha.com. Today, we're excited to be joined by Alan Lombardo, who is the CEO of Sheltering Arms Institute, for a conversation about his career in physical rehabilitation and therapy, working with military veterans and civilians, the work of Sheltering Arms, and much more. But first, Alan, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're we're glad you're here. Um, we like to start each episode by getting to know our guests a little bit better. We know a little bit about you already. We know that your path to becoming a physical therapist through your studies at Shenandoah University were inspired by family member's recommendation, which is great. Um, I believe you also met your wife, who's also a physical therapy graduate during those studies. You spent the first part of your career working in, in clinical and leadership roles at federal health care facilities serving military veterans. But beyond those um, those general details, what are some essential things about your unique personal story that you think are important for people to know? Yeah, well, you did your research. I feel like you just summarized my entire life in two sentences. <laughs> yeah, so good job. Um, yeah, I think for me, you touched on a few things that that are important to me. One is family. So you mentioned meeting my wife in uh, PT school at Shenandoah. Certainly, I would say uh, three of the most important years of my life, meeting her and then you know, finding a passion for physical rehab, which is which has lasted, you know, throughout my career. Um, my wife's a PT as well, obviously, and our family, you know, we have three children, all um all doing well and a very important part of our lives. I think I think family and certainly my career are probably the two two things that are that are most important for me. Yeah. And it sounds like there's a pretty good intersection there at Shenandoah, which is great. Yeah. Well, we're going to chat more about Sheltering Arms Institute in a minute, but I want to briefly sort of detour to the practice of physical therapy as a whole, which, as many folks will know, can take many forms depending on patient needs. From what I gather, earlier in your career, you worked for the Veterans Administration as a spinal cord injury and polytrauma physical therapist, helped soldiers who were injured in Iraq and Afghanistan who suffered traumatic brain injuries, spinal cord injuries, amputations, things like that. What can you tell us about that experience and the lessons that you learned through that work? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think for me, you know, probably one thing to note about me, like many other physical therapists or back when I was in PT school, you know, I wanted to work with athletes, all of us, in case you didn't know, all of us PTs are failed athletes, uh, <laughs> one one way or another. Uh, so I really thought I wanted to be in sports medicine. Um, but I kind of took a chance as soon as I graduated PT school, uh, had an offer from a spinal cord injury unit at the VA in Palo Alto, California, and, and took a chance on a job out there. And it really transformed the way I think about the practice of physical therapy, but just physical medicine and rehab in general. My experience in Palo Alto on the spinal cord injury unit was really transformational for me as a person, just getting to understand, you know, the impact that therapy can have on people with significant injuries. Um, not that sports medicine rehab isn't important, but for me, I really found my home working work in, in um, inpatient rehab environments, spinal cord injury at first. And then, as you mentioned, um, here at the Richmond VA Medical Center, 
on the polytrauma unit with uh, folks returning from Iraq and Afghanistan, mostly with suffering injuries caused by IEDs or improvised explosive devices. So many of those patients came back with, you know, a combination of traumatic brain injury, amputations, and other other types of blast injuries that you would expect. You know, working in the VA taught me many lessons. I think the most important one was was how to be a servant leader when you work with either active duty, military, or veterans, uh, the common theme amongst them is service. Um, you know, there's a reason why we call them service members, and their service to our country was really impactful for me, and it, it taught me a lot about how to serve others. So really learned way more from, from working in the VA than certainly those patients ever learned from me, and I, I've been able to take a lot of those lessons with me. That's awesome. And really well put, like you said. You learn from them, they learn from you. So I'm sure that was a fantastic experience yeah. for you and, and great relationship that y'all built. Well, now we'll talk a little bit about Sheltering Arms here. So since 2019, you've served as the CEO there. It's a collaborative venture with VCU Health that combines the expertise of both organizations to provide care and services to people who have survived strokes, spinal cord injuries, brain injuries, those in need of rehab for neurological diseases and disorders. In the name of full disclosure for our listeners, we should note that uh, in his capacity with Sheltering Arms Institute, Alan, you also serve on the VHHA Board of Directors. Numbers of the VHHA team have visited Sheltering Arms and observed some of the programs that you all have, including a boxing program for people with Parkinson's. Yep. On this podcast, actually, we recently profiled the story of Khalil Watson, who is um, a young man who was paralyzed several years ago, but recently walked across the stage to receive a college diploma with the use of a Sheltering Arms exoskeleton. Those are just a few examples of some of the incredible work that Sheltering Arms does. With that context, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit more about the programs y'all offer and the patients you serve. Yeah, sure. So, you know, very proud of the fact that we opened our joint venture rehab hospital with Shelter Arms VCU in collaboration in June of 2020. And that's our, our main hospital, our only inpatient location, uh, which is out here kind of just west of Short Pump in uh, eastern Goochland County. So currently it's a 114-bed inpatient rehab hospital. Um, we have dedicated units for traumatic brain injury, spinal cord injury, uh, patients who've suffered strokes, and also kind of a multi-specialty rehab unit, which is home to our inpatient um, amputee rehab population. We see a wide variety of patients at our hospital. Our most common diagnosis is stroke, but we also are one of the very few inpatient rehab hospitals that service patients who have severe burns, who've had a transplant surgery, and who may have suffered a spinal cord injury but are also on a ventilator. So we're able to handle very high, acutely um, ill or injured patients at our hospital. So I know that certainly stands out in the in the inpatient side of things. Very proud of the fact that our clinical outcomes are in the top 15 percentile in the country. And actually, for the first two months of our current fiscal year, our um, patient satisfaction scores are in the 99th percentile, which which I've never experienced in my in my healthcare career. Wow. So just and that compared to all the other rehab units and hospitals across the country who use press gaining. So we're off to a really strong start this year. Those outcomes really have helped propel us to be one of the um, top ranked rehab hospitals in the country. We were ranked this past year in US News and World Report in the top 30 in the country and, and number one rehab provider in Virginia, which we're proud of. And then the inpatient hospital is, is 
one of the, the part of our portfolio I think most are familiar with, but actually we serve many more patients in our eight outpatient clinics. We have an array of, of clinics around the Richmond area that serve similar populations. So we have a number of clinics that can serve those high complex um, neurologically injured or ill patients. But then we also have a number of clinics, really all of our clinics, that um, treat patients with more traditional orthopedic or sports medicine type injuries or issues. So lots of programs, lots of services around town, and you know, we serve over 10,000 patients each year when you combine our inpatient hospital with our eight outpatient, outpatient sites. We're able to care for many, many patients across the mid-Atlantic region, and actually at our hospital have been able to care for patients from over 20 states now, which, which is something we're very proud of. Wow, that's great. Thanks for sharing a little bit of that. I believe you all also recently announced plans to expand that inpatient rehab hospital in Goochland by adding, I think, yep. 30 beds. This is obviously a significant investment in expanding access to care in the region. Tell us a little bit more about that expansion and what you think it'll mean for patients in the community that you all serve. Yeah, really excited to add 30 beds to our hospital here, inpatient hospital. Um, we received approval uh, this past summer from the state, so we got our COPN approval. And we're now working on the design to add 30 more beds to our inpatient rehab hospital. That'll move our total beds from 114 to 144. That will make us one of the largest rehab hospitals in the country at that point. will put us in the you know top 10 or 20 as far as size of inpatient rehab hospitals. And the reality is the demand for our services have never been higher. So there are many patients in our community. If you look at the growth of the population here in Central Virginia area, combined with the fact that, that people are living longer, you know, the, the quote around here is, it's a matter of really when you'll need rehab, not if you'll need it. You know, if we live long enough, we're all going to need rehab services. So being able to add 30 more beds is going to allow us to treat, to provide the high quality care we provide to many more patients in our community, which, which is exciting. Um, it will allow us to add an additional, you know, 500 patients a year that we're able to treat at our inpatient hospital. So we're really excited to be able to expand that service and to allow you know, more patients to receive the care that they need. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and then just finally, sort of looking ahead, perhaps even beyond the expansion projects that we were just talking about, if you sort of take a step back, zoom out, what's the vision for the future of Sheltering Arms Institute? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think, our, I mean, I'll, I'll use our current vision and start there. You know, Our actual vision statement is reinventing rehabilitation for a life beyond limits. And I don't see that changing. I mean, when we think about, I think, I think to an earlier point, it's really for us just expanding access to the current services that we provide. So whether that's adding more beds here at the hospital or opening more outpatient clinics in the future, it's also important to note, you know, we have a partner for life program that, that extends our continuum of care. So after inpatient and outpatient therapy services are done, you know, many of our patients will continue on that journey in our Partners for Life program, which is really like a medical fitness and wellness program that, that allows patients to continue on their rehab, their rehab journey. So for us, it's really expanding access to the community and patients that need our services. So across our, you know, whether it's at our inpatient hospital, across our outpatient portfolio, or also, you know, in our Partner for Life programs as well. I love it. That's great. Well, Alan, thank you so much for joining us today. Before we let you go, 
We have a tradition on the Patients Come First podcast to ask our guests a pair of sort of fun personal questions just to close things out. And to keep things interesting, we have a list of 10 mystery questions. So if you will choose two numbers between 1 and 10, I will ask you those corresponding questions to finish things off. Oh, let's go with uh, number four. Okay, number four. Ooh, I love this question. It doesn't get asked that often, so I'm pleased that you said number four. Okay, which, if any of the following things, do you consider the most plausible? So it doesn't mean you have to, you know, staunchly believe in them, but what do you think is the most plausible? So we have Bigfoot, Yeti, the snowman, um, the Loch Ness Monster, or UFOs slash aliens. Oh, man, you went sci-fi on me. I know. Um, and oh, I, I should ooh. also add, if none of those things apply, if, if you think none of those are plausible, but you believe in something else along those lines, be it supernatural, you know, whatever it is, gotcha. um, you can share gotcha. that as well. Yeah, I, I guess I, I got to go with the UFO aliens. I've always been interested in, like, the planets, the solar systems, mm -hmm. kind of astronomy in general. So, so I'll go with UFOs and aliens. Yeah. And you, you often hear some reports, you know, even from military retired military you know, pilots talking about maybe some interesting things that they've seen. So right. I'm going to go that route. It's so compelling. It is just uh, it's so interesting. Okay. Uh, last number for us. Hmm, let's go with uh, number eight. Okay. Number eight. Tell me one memory from your life that makes you smile whenever you think about it. Oh, you got to pick one. I, I will say, I mean, for me, just like the birth of my first child probably is the one I really all my children. But but I'll just say that that first child, when your first child is born, is really a memory that that definitely makes me smile. So yeah, I'm going to stick with that. I like yeah. it. That's a great answer. Um, great question. Both of those are great answers. And with that, we have come to the close of another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. We want to once again thank our guest, Alan Lombardo, for joining us today. So, Alan, thanks so much. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me. I enjoyed it.